Well, Rabbi Sturmberg, you changed. If you're calling me Rabbi Sturmberg, <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> How are you, Alex? I'm good, Baruch Hashem. I'm just coming out of Shachras. Me too. I just got home. I just got home right now. I know. It's a little early schedule. We have to uh, uh, adjust. Before COVID, it was a lot earlier. Um, and now now I can start late. I have the luxury, I guess, of starting later. I am later. Um, and, but I'm at home. I'm working more from home. Oh, I see. Yeah, they haven't they haven't reopened um, the, the company where I work at yet. They haven't reopened. The, I think I think companies are having a hard time figuring out how to keep everyone uh, socially distanced. So we'll, we'll see how that all goes. In, in a liberal state like yours, yeah, they want to keep you locked away till the after election. Make right. sure you don't vote, <laughs> so they can send in the, those fake, uh, you know, dead people's votes. Good morning. Baruch Hashem, time to learn. Morning. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Uh, as uh, based on the question we had yesterday by one of our esteemed members, I uh, I just want to go over that halacha and then we'll get back to the Yoet. Question was, how much time after someone eats does one have the ability to say a bracha chrona? So, it is found in Orachayim Simen Kuf Pei Dalid Sif Koten Hei. The Shulchan Aruch says like this: Ad Emasa Yochel Levorech. This is discussing Birkas Hamazon, but it's a, we'll see how it applies to everything. All bracha chronas. So he says, until when can someone say bracha chrona? So the Shulchan Aruch says, Ad she is akel hamazon until the food has been digested. But kamashiro, how long does that take? So the Shulchan Aruch continues and he says something which causes difficulty in the definition. He says, calls man as the entire time, Shaino Ra'ev, that you're not hungry, Mahmas also achilam, because of that eating. But from the time that you begin that you begin to start feeling hungry, even though the food hasn't been completely digested, we judge it as if it has been completely digested. So even if you're just beginning to feel a little bit hungry, from that point on already you've lost the, uh, the bracha. And he says this rule also applies for fruit, ushtia, and yayin, by food and drinking and wine, etc. He may not arrive if you're not hungry, you're not thirsty, for those things, then you can say a bracha. If, you don't, if you're not sure if, the, uh, if you're completely digested or not. So now the Mishnah Burra brings down over here in Sifkot Nechav, where he says, he says, V'kol zeh, all this is referring to, Kishochel kol tzorchel, that you satiated yourself fully. Mehalechem or mehaperos, from the bread that you ate, or from the fruit that you ate. Avalimochel ma'at, you ate a little bit. You had a cookie or whatever. V'chavetz lechol od. 
and you want to eat more, you didn't have any more. Cookies ran out or whatever it was you had. You had a fruit. There was no more fruit. It says, In a situation like this, this is very hard to come up with a, a definition. The Kolzman Shein that you're not hungry anymore. Kivan should take of Hayalogam Kang Taiva because really you wanted to eat more. You just didn't have. So he says, Kosfu Harbay Achronim. So he says, many Achronim right. The Misharin and Bazet, that the, the number that they give here is Ad Kedehilach Arba Milan, like we said, the amount of time it takes to go for meal, which is 72 minutes. Bad Kedeh Shirzeh, to this extent, Mukhuyev Lavarech, you're obligated to say a bracha. Even a little bit, in such a short amount of time. So that's um, that's that's the Mishnah Brura over here. Uh, I just wanted to read a little from the Pischei Chuvos. That is a he's a Rav in uh, Ramat Shlomo in Yushalayim now. So um, he he picks up on something here. Um, So he's, he's discussing over here, which happens also, let's say, uh, people who are learning or, or you're in an office, whatever, and you're drinking a little now, and then you're going to, uh, you'll have more, uh, you're in the house now, wherever you are. He says like this, um, Somebody's in one place. Like I say, they're learning or they're, or, or they're in their office or in their house. You're drinking a little bit, you know, you're taking a, you're taking a drink, then you're going back and a little while later, you're having another back to the fridge. They don't say a bracha on each cup they drink because they're expecting to keep drinking or whatever. Even though the time can pass that you're uh, that you're not that you know the amount of time it takes to uh, to to digest is gone because he brings down over here that uh, it, it could go quicker. Um, it can go anywhere between eleven minutes and like a half hour when it comes to drinking uh, a little bit, right? Um, uh, here, I'm just bringing it because he brings it. You eat a little bit of, yeah, you ate a strawberry or whatever you had, you had a gum, or you drank a little bit, you didn't fill up at all. You should try to say bracha right away. If the time passed by, he says, even 11 minutes, if you drank something, he says, then you're okay. Some give you up to a half hour. Then already it starts getting. Uh, you know, um, questionable. So um, he's he's discussing over here if someone is sitting in the house and you know or wherever he is and he drinks every once in a while. So he's not happy with that. He says, Listen to this. He quotes over here the Minchas Yitzchak, who was uh, Rav Dain Weiss, who was head of the Badats. He quotes others. The Minchas said, "Levara bracha rishonu bracha achron al kol coast for coast." Every time they would drink, they would say a bracha rishona and a bracha achrona. 
unless they knew for sure that they're going to keep drinking in a short amount of time. But, low, and, but otherwise, um, you know, it, it, can, it can create uh, halachic issues over here. But uh, so you have to be careful, right? It's, it's brachos are not, are not simple. So um, that's what I wanted to bring over here. And just, we're just touching the, you know, the tip of the iceberg. You need to really do your research over here. But it, it is a bit of a sticky point. People tend to forget. And that's why it's always advised not to leave the table until you say a bracha chrona. Sometimes you just get involved with things and you forget. And then, um, you know, can, can you de facto can you de facto extend that period if you ate a little something after? Yeah, 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 sure. As long as you keep eating in between, no question about it. If you keep eating within that time, uh, in other words, the Mishnah Bura definitely discusses that uh, if you keep eating, then even though from the first time you started eating, it's long past that time. It's like by a wedding, people are there for hours, and um, I, you know. So as long as they're eating a little bit in between, so then that's okay. If they're eating, you know, at one point and then they're dancing for the next two hours and they're not having anything in between, then that, then that's an issue. But uh, as long as you're eating, you know, let's say within a half hour or whatever, you just keep eating a little something and then that just keeps the meal going. And then that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, there's, I think, uh, who, I think Rebel Yoshev, Ask the question. Well, first question is at the seder. In other words, after the um, the cup of yain that we drink uh, by kiddush, he said, you know, you have the god in between. It can be hours. What do you do with the bracha chrona? You know, the minig is not per se to say a bracha chrona, right? Which we don't. But it, it it's a big. It was a big halachic issue that he was. He, said, well, you know what to do, because you're not allowed to drink more wine in the middle. You're not supposed to drink more wine in the middle. And uh, th this was an issue, I think, uh, there were those that said to say a bracha I think others gave an idea to drink water, you know, to have something in between so that people who, uh, you know, get all into the into the Haggadah part of the Seder, it, uh, you won't have that, that issue. But uh, th this is where, you know, it was isn't, it, well. isn't in that case, don't we have like a connection of the mitzvahs? That, I don't know if that, in, in a sense, extends the duration. Not per se, the the, the the wine still got digested or whatever it did, you know. I think yeah. the cooler is that if you have wine in front of you still, you don't have hechsechadas because you keep picking it up, putting it but down. Hechsechadas only helps for a bracha rishona. It doesn't help for a bracha chorona. Uh, in other words, again, the, the idea of a bracha chrona is that once you have, it's been, di the, 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 the digestive process of what you had is gone, then the bracha chrona is over. But what you're pointing out is by a bracha chrona, if you still want to have what you have, then you're correct. Even that, that's a discussion. But, but that'll only work for bracha chrona. It won't work for a bracha chrona. So that, that's where the, uh, the like I say, the, uh, the, the tricky part comes in. So that's why you have to just keep eating a little bit in between. But that's why maybe maybe mitzvahs love the henna snip now. You know, not the rabban and there's no because uh -huh. because there's no hano. It's okay. mitzvah. I'll just I'll just tell you I'll just tell you one well uh, whatever okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
let's let me finish up this little pillow. I skipped a bit, but let me get to this last part over here, and then we'll see. We have time to move on to the next piece. Uh, we'll see. So he continues over here with the with the idea of brachas. So he says like this. He's discussing about not saying brach, you know, of receiving brachos. Um, and a person should, uh, you know, well, here, well, let's look at the first part. Because you know, since when a person greets someone, he says, what you should have in mind is saying like this is shalom When you say shalom, it means that there should be shalom to you. And the one who responds should say, Shalom, Bracha, Betova, Yelachoth. But Chen Kishim, he says, when you say Shabbat Shalom, he says, what does that mean? He says, your mind, should, you should have mind saying, B'schus HaShabbos, in the, in the merit of the Shabbos, that there will be Shalom to you. And the responder should say, B'schus Shabbos, Yelachoth, Shalom. B'tiyem Mevorach, and you should have a Bracha. And that's, uh, that's what should be. People should to, to, to make efforts to try to receive brachos from people who are poor and, and who are destitute. Why is that? He says, because Hashem listens to the voice of those people who are destitute. And on the contrary, saying a person should be extremely careful never to cause a klola to yourself from Talmud Chachamim or from poor people. And he doesn't mention, but also from women also, Almanas, the Chumash brings down. Because if, if, they, if they're biting, the bite is serious. Hashem Yarev Rivam and Hashem defends them. COVID and he takes he, and he takes uh, a high price. And on the contrary, they they need to uh, be careful for themselves not to chasvushalim to say anything negative to someone. that no one should ever chasvushalim be punished as because of them. Because if someone chasvushalim causes someone to be Punished ain machnis and knows that he doesn't. You're not in the same machitz of a kaddish baruch as is gemar and shabbos. Malachas kama v'kama. Here he continues. How much more so? Yesh laodim litameitz ulishtadil maod lekabel brachas avi veimo. Persons should try to make full effort to receive brachas from one's parents. Vafilim eno samach al shulchanim. Even if you're not living at home, berachoka yeshivasu mehem. You're far away from them. Lo yitrashel, don't be lazy. Mileilet b'kol leil Shabbos to try to go on. Again, they didn't go that far. We're not talking about you know, people. They, they stayed somewhat in some communities. I mean, but today you, you have plenty of opportunities, right? Right? You see that again. You see, this is he. He's from uh, you know Balkan areas where it's the meaning of the Sfaradim. They would kiss the hands, the kabel birkosim, and they would get their brachas. He said, in a, besides the fact that the brach is very fruit, uh, fruitous, that it should come true, because when a parent gives a brach, it's with their full leiv and nefesh, not only are you getting a mitzvah, 
you're giving cover to the parents, to the mother and the father. And how much reward you get. Like it brings down over here, famous idea. Shakol Hatova, all the good, and all the power that Esav has, and we've been living with that for the past thousands of years already. Everything they have, he says, because that Esav gave such a priority to his father's bracha. And he cried a bitter cry. Omoran was bitter, but Amro Barcheni Gam Oni Avi. So again, when we have a uh, you know an idea of Asav, we think of Asav as just a you know another criminal or whatever. You see, when it came for the bracha for his fa- from his father, he was crying bitterly for that bracha. Right, and 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 because of that bracha and, and all the and the, the the pain that he went through, we are we're going through all that suffering as a result of that. That's that's brought down. That's our living with Asaph and all of what we went through, all of the casualties and all the suffering is all because of uh, that that uh, suffered when he wanted that bracha. And on the contrary, so if one gets a bracha from a parent, you can imagine what the the schus is. And on the contrary, never to uh, bring out a negative statement from a parent. They would never, parent would never say anything sincerely. They would never want to say anything bad. The take of Mishan, even if they would say something, immediately they are, they regret having to do that. If a person naturally does other, person does fall, Shagaram Tsar, since you caused the Tsar and the cast to the parent, Yesh Lochu Sharatovo Alavid. Something negative could happen, Khasra Shalom. Lachain Ava Aim Yarachmal Yadain. Parents have to have enormous compassion on their children. Can't let children get under your you know, under your skin, even if you do. But um, you know uh, appreciate. Below your kalos and chashom, never ever say anything that's negative, no matter, no matter, any, no matter what. The commotion nichtav lekamon, like we'll say, this topic dealing with kalos b'siyata d'shmaya. Amavorach yisa bracha mi'es Hashem, and if you give a bracha, you'll get from Hashem. Kashem shab bracha tova bita, just like a bracha in its right time. Kach yesh eisha haheder tov heimena. Not remove, not saying it is also important. And when it comes to the brachas, like we're discussing over here, giving brachas on, on, on anything we have over here, have to be very careful. A bracha that's not necessary. Or a bracha you are saying Hashem's name unnecessarily. This is very prevalent by uneducated people. They want to be very pious. To say brachas for everything. So it might be coming from a good source, but it's uh, it's not the proper way to do it. He's pointing out. But they, they can trip up. They're saying a bracha levatolo, a bracha that's not necessary. And the rule is always like we say, learn from your chachamim. 
Lachaim b'birkas chaveira, like it says, mevorech re'ehu b'kol gadol. If you give brachas to someone in front of other people in a loud voice, he's saying, b'boker hashkem klola, it becomes a, a klola in the end, and that's very uh, connected to um, this week's parsha. They learned it out from Bilam. V'yesh b'zeh shnei drachim, there are two ways of doing things here. He's saying, says, what's the problem? He's saying, number one, a person is not supposed to preface giving shalom to someone or to give him a bracha before one davens. In other words, uh, one has to recognize that the first, uh, the first thing on, on my agenda for the day is, is to greet, is to meet with Hashem. That's the first thing I do. I don't meet with others. Shachashuv ke'ilu aso bama. Because if the way the way it's brought down, and those if you go to seat someone before you see Hashem, it's as if you're putting that person on a pedestal. So that's number one why it's inappropriate. Bofen habeis, and the second thing why it's unacceptable is imavarech reyehu bifnei acherim. You're going to say a bracha in front of others, but gorum lo ra. You're causing that person a problem. What's going to happen is everybody else will think, well, what about me? Why don't I? You know, I deserve it too. I'm better than, you know, in any way that that, that person is good, I'm equally, if not more, I'm better than them. People don't think that. All it's doing is causing... um, arguments and tarumos and complaints. So you have to know when you want to give brachas and how to do it and, uh, you know, the appropriate uh, way to go about it. Oh, you always have to think 10 steps ahead, even though you have, you know, good intentions, but you, you know, you have to think of all of what, what, what can come as, uh, as they say in Ivrit, hashlachot, any uh, repercussions that can come as a result. And wherever there is a, a, a possibility that the person might wind up losing more than gaining by what you're saying. If you know then keep it uh, quiet. So you have to know, a person has to be, uh, you know, yeah, people make mistakes, but in general you have to think before you, when you say something in front of others, try to be, uh, you know, Think it out first, so it shouldn't come out that you know others will become jealous, etc. Okay, so that that uh, that talks about that piece. We have a couple of minutes. Is there a question before I have? Um, well, there's a little piece here I wanted to share with you, but if we have any questions, uh, maybe maybe for another maybe for another time. But it seems to be the uh, the shame we use as adnos, which is used sometimes for. Adoni, a master, or Hashem. So it's it's a makinu. It's not a UK Vavke pronunciation. So I just want to know why is it such a broch uh, lavatolo? It's such a noinish for a kinui uh, like that. Why do well, we have that? Again, if I, if, if I'm That's using not the name of mean, Hashem, it's 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 a euphemism. Why? Well, well, again, for, yeah, it is Hashem again. Um, did I say the word uh, Adon in reference to uh, Adoni to refer to someone else? That, 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 that's it's a different um, again. That's a different word. It's a different word. 
if I, the Yud Kevavke, which is Hashem's name, so if, if that's, again, that's, that's the way it's pronounced, so then a, a person has to be very, very careful with that. It's, but it's uh, pronounced in order to avoid the real pronunciation. So Beatum, it's like well, it's the, not well, the opponent. Again, the Plumish tells us that Zeshmi Leolam is a Zichri Lador Dor. There's the the way Hashem is written is not the way Hashem is pronounced. This is the way, but this is the way we this is the way we pronounce it. Quite correct. It's not uh, obvious. Yeah, but still, in all, it has that uh, severity to it. And again, it might might it might not be as uh, uh, as you know, severe as others, but it, it it's definitely has to. It's 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 a problem. Again, we, you know, you need to. Uh, you you can't just use the. You cannot use that name just passingly. No, no, no. That's uh, that, that, that's it. That's the Shem's name. That's the way, that's the way we pronounce it. And uh, that's that's us, sir. Can't just say it as you when you want. But you do before like Kim, you use it the same way for uh, so uh, a different word. You're correct. That's a different word then. You're correct. Just like the word Elohim. Elohim means a judge. Right. So it's the same pronunciation. Uh, correct. But you have to, so again, in its context, you know, depending on the context, it has different repercussions. Correct. You're right. So if I'm using it in reference to Hashem, it has a different uh, repercussion. And I have to be very careful about that. You're quite correct. I have to know. I don't mean a master, and an, and an Elohim is a, is a judge. But if I use it in reference to the Rabbanu Shalom, it has a different meaning, right? Correct. Okay, a little piece here. Um, yeah, we have a couple minutes. It's uh, I don't know how connected, but it's important. Uh, he's saying onus, um, the idea of something being out of one's control, something beyond one's ability. So he says, Amar the smart one says, Kol toe, anyone who makes a mistake, Zelomitam onus rachmona patre. Anytime a person makes a mistake, they automatically say, well, Hashem forgives. Hashem forgives. It's only, well, what can I do? Uh, well, you know, what can I do? So you say, he continues, Ki be'ila with any excuse, People are always looking to excuse themselves uh, in both ways. From good things. I can't, can't do it. Now people, you know, can you help with the tzedakah campaign? Can you help with this mitzvah, et cetera? Whatever it may be. Do you have time to help for this? So we don't, we don't have time. It's an onus. What can I do? Or because he enjoy, doesn't want to... Uh, push himself too hard, right? Or she has, uh, he's, it's, it's a little bit discomforting. People always have excuses. Or she because it's Yetzer. He can't hold himself back. So all of these options are, oh, yes, what can I do? Everyone knows. What he's trying to put, we shouldn't fool ourselves though. You know, uh, like they say, you can fool most of the people. The problem is though, you know, as they say, if you keep saying the same thing over and over again, you begin to believe it yourself. That's the problem. But uh, hopefully, Shane you shouldn't, you should, don't fool yourself. You can't keep going with that forever because those those excuses don't work. 
The only time that uh, something is out of your control, if it's really out of your control. How can you tell if something is really an onus or not? Brings down a very good uh, measuring rod over here. What is and what isn't. Just picture to yourself for a minute. If someone would give you a, an opportunity for a business venture where you could make a, a, an enormous profit. Would you do what you have to do? Do you have to get out of bed now? You have to do this, you have to do that, whatever it be. If we make to that profit, would you do it? As then, if, you, if even under those circumstances you couldn't do it, then you know you're in good, you're in good terms and then that's an onus. But if for a, a business venture, you would ignore, I, I have 110 fever. All right, so what? But if I can make $110 million, I'll get myself out of bed. So then that's not an onus. says, what can I do? Revach there's, uh, you know, there's profit to be made. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what's going to be with Hashem? It's going to be very uh, embarrassing. You won't have what to respond. You won't be able to look, uh, you know, like just like in a physical form. You can't even face the person. When they look at you. That's why mitzvahs have to be treated. If you look at them, if you search for them like kesef, and like treasures, as then you understand what it means to have a year of Hashem. This is the rule in Torah. Because this is the Jewish business. Jewish business is Torah. That's our life. And that's that's what we have to understand. Our prophets are in our Torah and our mitzvahs, etc. And um, that's where we see our total success. Okay. We'll adjourn over here with your permission. Uh, and Mitzvah we will pick up tomorrow. Okay. Any other questions or we'll adjourn. Okay. Rabbi, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Have an amazing day, everyone. Okay, take care.